Kayanos, fresh tongues. Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos! The redemption experience is fundamentally structured to save you from three major things. According to the scripture, it saves you from sin, Satan, and the world. can add death. But these three things are what redemption is supposed to accomplish. Jesus saved you from it. So therefore, when we say the world, we have to make a... We have to create an explanation for what we exactly mean. And um, let me start with a scripture just to support. The reason why I said this is the study in context is not necessarily love nor sin. Because if it is that, it will not be a big challenge or something that needs further explanation for an average believer even though the church of God have descended to the point that they argue the matters of sin now so somebody can comfortably sit down and watch BB Niger even though there is a wave of revival that God brought and people called it politics but it's not politics, it's spiritual revival because nobody there is nobody that can lay claim and say is the one that did it. Including the people he's carrying, they cannot even control it. That means it is a spiritual momentum that is created, that is powering such a thing. So, if you notice, he kept a lot of people away from that altar. It's a high place in the spirit. And I need to tell you, that high place is powerful. After every season that that altar has been sacrificed upon, there will be a deluge of moral decadence that the nation will sink into. And we will require another five years to purge ourselves of that one year impact. Meanwhile, another one is coming next year. And progressively, for the last few years, Satan used that medium to raise up a national altar to keep the youths from looking up to Jesus. And I need to tell you, and as all of you know, if God has not captured anything that we are doing that has not captured the youth of that generation is not a serious thing. If you want to know where God is, look at where the youth is emphasizing. If you want to know the real direction of spiritual momentum, look at the impact that it is having on the youth. Anything that has the greatest grip on the youth is the one that is, that is um, generating the higher spiritual impetus. Are you getting the point? But that's not what I'm saying. I'm not talking about fornication. I'm not even talking about lying. I'm not, that's not what I'm talking about. But that's one of the things that Jesus saved you from. Is he, is he okay? Saved you from sin. What else did he save you from? Aside the world. He saved you from the power of Satan. And translated you into the kingdom of his son. There are scriptures littered everywhere to support it. That's not exactly 10 minutes. So, why did the scripture now tell us about the world? 
saved you from sin. And many times when we teach these things, we stop in the teaching of the salvation from sin. Both the one that happens, uh, both the salvation from sin and sinning. I'm summarizing all of them. You understand what I mean? Do you understand what I mean? What's the difference between saving somebody from sin and sinning? Are they the same thing? That's not where I'm going. Hmm? If we go there now, we... Okay, but there is another one. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. Let's start from there. Our teaching is love not the world. (laughs) And if you look at the context of the scripture, you will find out that... Who is the prophet John, the apostle John? Who is he talking to? Is it believers or unbelievers? And according as my brother started, how can an apostle say, love down the world? If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. This is a heavy statement that many people are not willing to accept today because there is a way they have taught the matter of the love of God. It means um, continue doing what you are doing. Fundamentally, a pre-resource the context of the unconditionality of the love of God can only be fully captured without entering into error when you see it as a pre-resource are you getting the point now? something that is a something that this is what it means God did not consider what you did how you did it however long you did it and offered you his love as a basis of receiving salvation but when you have received it are you getting the point then insisting that unconditionality is the way you will live is not seen anywhere in the bible did you even get what I said meanwhile there is nothing I'm just saying this to help people but you cannot actually see anything like unconditional love in the bible when you find it you know, some people, when you find you come and show me, I will change. Eh? But I have sat down and checked the word love, especially in the whole of the New Testament, and I found out something that more than 80%, if not 90%, of the representation of that word love has to do with the believer and another believer. Go and check. When you finish checking, come and tell me. Are you with me? Even the many scriptures that is used is not the exact representation of the mind of God. In fact, is not the exact interpretation of that scripture. For example, the most scripture they use is the book of, um, they start with John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world. That is not what the scripture said. Before there, in English language, is a further explanation of the statement that is captured in verse 15. In other words, you, you have never understood that verse 16. But if I ask you now, what, is the, what, what, what did John chapter 3 verse 15 say? Nobody knows. What did John chapter 3 verse 17? If you know John chapter 3 verse 15, off head, raise your hand, raise your hand. <laughs> but you know 16. And people have used it to build a mighty doctrine. Not knowing that the real scripture is actually 15. 
16 is explaining 15. Show me. Let me show you. Show me. <laughs> I, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but what? Have eternal life. It is on this basis. Are you getting the point? So that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that if you believe in Christ Jesus, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. Because of it, God now loved the world. Are you getting the point? But when you read it, say, for God so loved the world, it seems as if the person is trying to say, so I look at how much God loved the world. No, that's not what he's saying. He, the scripture is saying, this is the reason, not this is how much. The correct interpretation is, this is the reason why God loved the world. Not this is how much. No, you are missing it. The reason, are you with me? The reason God loved the world is verse 15. So that whosoever believeth will not perish. Because if God did not manifest his love through his son, eh, then it is not possible for a man to receive eternal life. So God has decided that whosoever believes in him should not perish but receive eternal life. And because of that, God now loved the world. And the proof that he loved the world is what? He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So the scripture here is not saying some people what they what they wrote here is for God so that, that you know that's so you now add like hundred o's for God so loved the world you are missing it all. I don't want to go there. In fact, the teaching of love like this especially for an unbeliever will be the basis of the antichrist movement in the last days mark and remember what I'm saying a day will come this will be the preaching of people they will remove God, remove Jesus and then preach love meanwhile there is nothing like love outside of Jesus it took death and blood for love to be revealed and a man they say he won't believe in Jesus there are unreasonable people. That is why the scripture said in the book of Romans chapter 12. If you are reasonable, I beseech you therefore brethren. There are many unreasonable people. And they think that they, they can find the things of God outside of Jesus. Meanwhile, it is not possible for God to reveal what you call love outside of his begotten son. Are you getting the, the thing now? So it means that the son is a full definition of what love is. So fundamentally love is a person. And somebody thinks he knows what is love outside of the person of Jesus. <laughs> so, and many times when people say, for God so loved the world, their emphasis is on the word love, as if love is anything on its own. When you teach such a thing for an unbeliever, one day they will ask you, why will a loving God send somebody to hell? And you will not be able to answer. Because what the scripture preaches is righteousness, not love. 
what you preach to an unbeliever is the righteousness of God. In fact, it, it is the righteousness of God that makes him accept many things. In fact, the revelation of his love is still on the platform of his righteousness. And that is why he gave his son. Are you getting the point? For God so loved the world that he gave his son because he wouldn't have revealed his love except on the basis of his righteousness. The giving of his son is a proof that even love cannot be revealed outside of the context of righteousness. Because the giving of the, Lord, the son is a proof that the justice system of God has to be met if indeed God wants to show his love. Is it not true? Man, sin for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For the wages of sin is what? Death. And then God loved the world. So he wanted to save us from that. Meanwhile, he cannot just come and do it. He has to be righteous. You can't preach correctly. And the righteousness of God keeps everything in balance. No matter the teaching you raise in the scripture. Are you with me? It is because God is righteous. That an armed robber that has killed 30 people will come to Jesus today and say, I surrender and Jesus will accept him. If you are the one. You see, even the people that preach love will kill such a person. But Jesus will accept it. Their love is fake. Don't accept the love of the world. I'm going to show you. The love of the world is based on their standards. And it changes according to the power behind the scene. That is making them do what they want to do. So they can come today and tell you that woman marry woman is love. That means the standard has changed. It depends on who is in charge. I'm going to show you the things of the world, the system of the world, the materials of the world is being organized and manipulated by who is in charge. Who is in charge. Hmm? So you can come and say the truth here. They will say you did well. You say the truth here. They will crucify you. The same truth. They are choosing where and where not to apply it. Are you getting the point? You can come from the religion that they kill people if you call their God. Eh? And they will, be, they will be celebrating you. You come and call Jesus or write it on your clothes. They cover it. Why? Why are they having double standards? It means that there is actually somebody that they are supporting by their system. What they call morality is not morality. What they call standard is not standard. What they call value is not value. Because it cannot be tested and true if it is not coming from God himself. What I'm trying to tell you is not sin. I'm telling you about things behind the scenes that motivate the activities. Every single thing that takes place in this whole earth is a system. Galatians. Who gave himself for our sins that he might what? From what? It is suggesting to you that we don't have any, we don't have one world. Rather, there is a world that is existing and there is a world that is about to come. Are you getting the point? There is a world that is existing and the person that is writing this text told you that there are two worlds. Number one is this present evil world. And this is not just the scripture. The scripture that my brother read that day, um, Titus, 
the grace of God that bringeth salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us to to um, deny ungodliness. Show me. Show. Continue. Continue. And we should live soberly and righteously and godly in this world, present world. It means that there is something wrong with this present world. There is something wrong with it. The world God broke when man fell. Let me tell you what happened. There is a way God structured the world to function at the command of a man in charge. It means that if I have an agenda, read this a little. It means that if I have an agenda, are you getting the point? I can successfully execute that my agenda if I engage the world. Are you getting the point? Now, Satan has a system that he has in place to execute his agenda. So when he came, a man fell to him. He took charge of the things that was committed to man and made things that fundamentally were created by God in neutral context to become servants of his agenda. In such a way that if you now press through that thing, normally God created this thing so that when you press through it to the end, you will meet him. Huh? But initially when man fell, when you press through it, you will meet nothing because they have maintained neutrality. But after some time and progressively, we found out that Satan, because of how the world fell, is not only man that fell. Hope you know the world fell with man. That's why we groan and travail. The Bible said, Romans chapter 8, you know it. The world is broken, my sister. The world is broken. The day you realize it, you buckle up, you buckle up. This world is broken. Have you heard that thing that said, Whatsoever a man sows, he shall reap? Huh? Where did you see it? Where in the Bible is it? Hmm? That's if you sow to God. Though. As a graduate with degree, with the things you labeled, have you started reaping what you sow? Some of us, there is no hope. We have shattered our course. We are looking for a way out. Because our certificate is almost important. I just, I just asking myself, the reason why people go to school now is just so that they will not say they didn't go to school. So that they can defend themselves. This is not much. Hey! That means the world is, is getting broken more in perpetuity. The more the days is going, the more it is being structured in such a way that it can serve one agenda. And it can only serve the agenda of the one that is now in charge. Are you getting the point? So, if, if you are not submitted to the system of the one that is in charge, and you want to break out and become it, everything will rebel. Everything will rebel until they, they compel you to submit. And until believers realize what we are contending with, eh, they can serve Satan and not know. 
The reason why I'm saying it, if he's sin, you will know. If it's fornication, you know. If it's many things, you will know. But when a system is being manipulated by somebody else, even when you engage the system, you are still achieving the end of the person that owns the system. The question is who owns the system? For we know that the whole... No, no, no. Galatians. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present world? So, there are a few things. Maybe just three things. Let me compare three things. According to the scripture, there is this world and the world that is to come. If you are with me so far, say Amen. Before I go further, when you hear the word, word, fundamentally means two things. It needs basic language. Number one is cosmos. The other one is aeon. I will start with aeon. Aeon is the creative material of sub- or substance of existence or perpetuity. How do I say it? Yes, the creative material or substance of ages. So when we say the world in that context, especially Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. Show me Hebrews chapter 1 verse 2. We are still coming back to this. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. At in these last days. Uh, okay, wait. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. getting the point this one is a young it's a creative dimension of the world it's a creative dimension of the world have you heard some people say create your own world create your own world create what you want to see are you getting what I'm saying now it's of that order now and especially in the context of this scripture the Bible is trying to say that the created order of things is an offshoot of the utterance of God. So God spoke and by his utterance things were created. And if you are a faith teacher, new creation realities teacher, one of this is one of the most powerful scriptures you can use. It means that if the word of God created the worlds, the aeon, it means that the word of God in your mouth can also create your own aeon. So a young goes into the past, comes to the present, goes to the future. It is the creative dimension of the world that men experience. But that is not where I'm going.
So, um, this word, word now, is gotten from the basic Greek word cosmos. It's after me, cosmos. So, what is cosmos? What is cosmos? What is cosmos? One of the things you will notice is in the. Now, I'm staying with the scripture. Are you with me? <laughs> if you go and study your. Uh, if you use an encyclopedia, I don't know what they will tell you. But me, I'm studying scripture. If you study the scripture, you will find out that progressively the implication of the meaning of the word cosmos was shifting from one end to another end. Let me explain what I mean. The, the meaning of the word cosmos from the Old Testament was having progressive meanings from the old, from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation. When you study the mentions of the word world from Genesis down, you see that the meaning was changing. In fact, by the time we get to the writings of Paul, we found out that it has moved from material to intangible things. Are you getting where I'm going? By the time you get to the epistles, when they mention the word, world, they are no more talking about this physical earth. But from Genesis, when you mention world down, are you getting the point I'm making now? As of that point, when you mention the word, world, it means this material. It will mean that the word cosmos in this context can mean progressively three things. Don't be quick to say system. Who says system? Calm down. Calm down. Calm, or should we just say system and then run? <laughs> calm down. Easy. Line by line. Hmm? Line by line. Progressively. Are you getting the point? In the Old Testament, when the word world is mentioned, it has to do with this physical earth. Are you seeing this physical earth? And many of those times, it maintained a posture of neutrality. But that neutrality from the old gradually faded as we entered, entered the new. Are you actually getting what I'm saying? <laughs> if you don't get what I'm saying, when I start teaching some other thing, you will not know why. You will not understand why. Because if it is fed, if it is moving from something that is material, this earthbound, and is moving to something that is um, no more material, yet it is called, that means something happened. Is it not true? That means context and context have shifted and emphasis, the environment of emphasis have also shifted from what we can see, what we can touch, to things we can see and what we can touch. Meanwhile, it still holds, the definition and explanation still holds that we are talking about the world, cosmos. Say after me, cosmos. So when, from, if you check from the old, the meaning will simply mean an ordered arrangement of um, 
embellishments, you know, and um, beauty and arrangement. When something is arranged, an ordered arrangement of things. And if you view it in this context, it is not a bad thing. That's where I'm going. Follow me now. Initially, when you make contact with these things, it is neutral. It is very neutral. Because when we advance, we find out that an example is something like um, something like art. Art. Art is neutral. Is it not true? Something like music in this basic context is neutral. Are you getting what I'm saying? But progressively we found out that Satan held music. Are you getting the point now? So you can now see the progress. Something that was neutral. God created these things to become an ordered arrangement of embellishment. Something that can be an avenue through which he can manifest his glory, his purpose, his power. Through man, man first. Satan hijacked it. So, the same knowledge that would have helped you to know God. Are you getting the point? When you know too much, you become an atheist. Are you now getting where I'm saying? I'm going now. The same knowledge that if you knew more, the scripture said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, how is it that in your much knowledge you did not know God in it? There is a problem. Initially, it was not so from the beginning. But something happened. And the system was hijacked. So initially when man fell, God created it, put it under man, and through man, it wouldn't have been neutral. Are you getting the point? Because the emphasis of God passing through man would have geared the whole arrangement to serve the purpose of God. But after some time, it became neutral. But we found out it didn't remain the same. Because the, the person that man got subjected to still man, took the whole system and began to work it in such a way that it will achieve its purpose. Because it is a powerful arrangement. If it, if it is true that God trusted... Are you with me? God trusted, If it is true that God trusted this creation and this arrangement to be a vehicle of the achievement of His purposes and His pleasure, it means it will be a powerful tool in the hand of Satan. Now I want to tell you something. As of this point, when we say cosmos, we mean earth. The created physical entity. Are you getting the point? Are you sure you are with me? So when we say world, that is what we mean. But actually, the earth and the world is not the same. You are now, follow me now. So that's what I needed to teach you now. The world has always been in certain when man fell, what Satan did is that he introduced the world into the earth. And progressively, we are not able to maintain the difference between the world and the earth. Are you getting where I'm going? You are not. You, are, and you need to listen to this again. Should I? Let me just try one more time. Are you getting the point? I told you people that... According to the scripture, the meaning of the word cosmos progressively went from neutrality to something that is no more neutral. To the point 
that the apostle have to say, Love not the world! To the church, believers. And this is what he was saying 2,000 years ago. And I, I, I normally ask those people that said, what would, they, what would John say when he meet our generation? John turned to the apostolic age and said, Love not the world! What is he going to tell us? So it will mean, amen, it will mean that progressively through the scriptures, the word, the meaning of the word cosmos, left being something of just the physical entity called earth, to becoming something that is being galvanized by another spiritual reality. And the name of that spiritual reality is what we now call the world. The challenge now is that we call the two of them the world. But they are not exactly the world. Are you getting the point? <laughs> so if you are with me so far, say amen. amen. When you move progressively through the scriptures, especially as you are getting to the New Testament, one of the things that you will notice is that the world, world, can mean three things. One is the physical earth. Number two is the inhabitants of the earth. Number three is the things, the goods, and the things that is within the earth. What did I say? What did I say? Number one is what? You. Wait. You. Number one is what? Good. Number two is what? Wait. She. The inhabitants of the earth. You are correct. Dr. Sam. You are an elder. Then can you, you can give me the answer. So the things that is in the earth, the physical earth, the ground, the things. Then number two is the inhabitants of the earth. Number three is the things that is in the earth. And anytime the scripture mentions it in the New Testament, there is a note of hostility in it. I don't have time. Probably by tomorrow I will show you. What I will do tomorrow probably when I start is we will read up to 10, 10 scriptures. We will just read 10 Bible verses. Then we can start. The reason why I will read those 10 Bible verses is that if I don't read it, you might not have, you might not know how much the Bible spoke about what I'm talking about. You don't know how much. It's a serious problem for God what I'm telling you. The basic reason why the apostle have to make that kind of statement is because you cannot engage the world and produce the result of God. Never. It's not possible. You cannot engage the world and produce the result of God. Are you getting where I'm going? <laughs> and the problem with the world, are you with me? Is that it can function in the church. It can function. The Bible said the love of the word and the love of the father. It means that these two things have the capacity to exist within the soul and the heart of a man. And God is saying, love not the world. Love not the world. Love not the world. Love not the world. A day we come, if we preach the true gospel, this will be what is in our lives. Because many messages will become weak. I studied my scripture 
and I found out that the root of lawlessness is the love of the world. I found out. And I hope you know that the proof that we have come to the end of the age is that the Bible says that iniquity shall increase. Is it not true? What is iniquity? Lawlessness. The root of lawlessness and corruption is the love of the world. When a man loves the world, he can do anything. You know, there is a song they used to sing those days, but we have come in our generation and we brought it down. <laughs> I still sing it in my secret place. I sing it, sang it in the morning and some of our sisters there. Goodbye, world. If you know how to sing it, let's sing it two times. Stay no longer with me. Uh-huh. Made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. You mean it? <laughs> I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. Let's start afresh. One, two, ready, go. Goodbye, world. Stay no longer with you. Goodbye, treasure. Of sin, stay no longer with you. Amen, our mama. God has made the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. Let's start afresh. One, two, ready, go. Goodbye, Lord. Stay no longer with you, goodbye, angels of sin. Stay no longer with you, I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind. Go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind. Go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind. Go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind. Go God's way.
up my mind. I've made up my mind to go way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. I've made up my mind to go God's way for the rest of my life. Will you be able to drop job to follow Jesus? Will you be able to drop ministry? Will you be able to drop car? Will you be able to drop that's all you are saying. If it clashes with the emphasis of God in your life, if it clashes with your holiness, if it clashes with what God is, will you be able to drop it? What are you willing to drop? Will you be able to forfeit money? If it clashes with your faith, will you be able to cut off from relationships when it clashes with your faith? Beneficial relationships, will you be able to cut it off? Made up my mind. I've made up my mind. I've made up my mind. 
let's read it one more time. Start from verse 31. Are we set? One, two, ready, go. Okay. Let's get back to verse 31. As I told you people, there are two worlds in context. This present world. Are you seeing it? Now, it is obvious that when the scripture said, look at this scripture, that now is the judgment of this world. That the scripture is not talking about this physical earth. Even though this physical earth has been judged. Are you getting the point? I want to advance the vital idea of our discussion. When the scripture said, now is the judgment of this world, it is obvious that the inhabitants, the judgment of the inhabitants of this world, remember when I started, are you getting the point? I told you people that when you progressively look at the meaning of the word cosmos, it means, number one, the inhabitants, number two, the physical earth and number three the things and the systems now watch if you look at this scripture now it said now is the judgment of this world it means Jesus is saying that this world is about to be judged and he showed us the instrument of the judgment of this world and that is the reason why we needed I like the way you are paying attention to my teaching so I will be looking at you Seems as if my revelation is flowing when I sometimes if you are a teacher, find the direction of I come this side, you know flow. I come this I I, I stay there. So let me stay this way. Hmm? I should stay this way. <laughs> I stay this way. Oh my god. Now is the judgment of this world. Are you getting this scripture? Meanwhile, it is obvious that according to our divination of of what cosmos is. We fragmented it into three layers. Is it not true? It is obvious that the inhabitants of this world has not yet been judged now. Even though their judgment is, there is a judgment coming for them. Is it not true? According to the scripture, the white throne judgment and then other judgments. Are you getting the point? Including this physical world, we fade away. It will be judged. But not yet. Is it not true? But there is something that has been judged now. And that thing that has been judged now is what we are contending with. So if it is true that the physical world has been kept for judgment but not yet happened. And the inhabitants of the earth has been kept for judgment but not yet happened. Are you getting the point? So what is kept for judgment that has happened now? So there are two things. One, what is, is the system of the world? Now, look at this scripture now. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince or ruler of the world. So, there are two things. Are you with me here? Huh? So, there are two worlds. The present world and the world to come. This age and the age to what? According to this scripture too, that means there is a ruler of this present world. Is it not true? If it is true, then there must be a ruler of the world to come. Is it not true? 
There is the spirit of this age. Is it not true? If it is true, then there is the spirit of what? You are now following me. Now, I need you to understand something. <laughs> Where is the headquarters of the church? Huh? Don't answer a vague answer. Who knows where the headquarters of the church is? If you are a Catholic, you will say Rome. As you are saying it, you know it's not correct. Even, even your mind is just doctrine teaching. Even somebody is telling you it's not correct because if you ask the Anglican, he will tell you, "I don't know where they. Where is your own? Where is, where is your own?" Cantabria. You might not even know. You are. Are you sure? Hey. If you ask uh, CAC, they will tell you. I don't know where they will tell you. If you ask Foursquare, they will tell you their own. If you ask Methodist, they will. Uh, if you ask me, huh? <laughs> are you getting the point? But if I ask you, you will tell me according to your denomination. If you ask me, I might tell you according to my own too. But if you ask Bible, if you ask Christ, if you ask the Holy Ghost, where will he tell you? Huh? Heaven. The headquarters of the church is where? Heaven. Are you getting the point? It's fundamentally important that you pick what I just said now. Hmm? If the headquarters of the church is heaven, it means that the headquarters of the world system is where you are now with me. The only way it is possible to live above the world system is to live from heaven. That's the only way it is. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, Jesus said, I'm leaving you in this world. I'm not calling you out yet. But if you can live by this, if you can live from heaven, huh? According to the book of First Corinthians chapter 15, there are two kinds of men that has appeared. The scriptures made us to understand that there is the first man is earthy and earthly. Chukunya, are you with me? You are not. Bila, I go close. Bila, I don't hear too much today. Hi. people have heard too much. What do you think? Hey. And I came with body. Maybe tomorrow my body will, will be able to be shared more. Hmm? Let me just finish what is in my mouth. Then we go. What do you think? Huh? Okay, I should leave it. Let me finish the one in my mouth. There are two things to do. Either I stop or finish the one in my mouth. Should I finish the one in my mouth? The scripture told us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that the first man is earthly. The, best, the better way to, to um, present that scripture is the first man is earthly. Or rather from earth. Or rather, a product of the earth. 
better said the first man lives from the earth did you get what I said you did you get what I said let me say it again the first man is not just created from the earth he lives from the earth in fact the the important thing about the first man is not that he is created from the earth that's not the real weakness the real weakness of the first man is that what he lives from the earth that's the real weakness are you getting the point but there is the second or last man the scripture said he is created from a is 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 made with a heavenly material or in a better way he's not made anyway but this is the important thing is that he lives from heaven so there are two kinds of men the earthly man and the heavenly man so after me heavenly man so the heavenly man is Christ are you getting the point I'm trying to explain to you why the headquarters of the church is heaven are you getting where I'm going now because the high priest and apostle of our calling exerts his authority from the heavenly place it is from that place that his office was activated the body of Christ was given birth to as a consequence of the activation of the office of the Christ is it not true are you sure you know I said that I said this Acts chapter 2 that's what Acts chapter 2 was saying Peter was bringing interpretation the outpouring of the Holy Spirit people didn't know what people were speaking all kinds of just like we are groaning now all kind, people cannot even explain it whether you like what they are doing or not you can't even explain so they said these people they don't drink again they are filled with new wine Peter stood and said no it's not a new wine this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel and he began to say many things and at the end he said that um, the Lord said to my Lord sit down at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool and this is the utterance that was in the lips of David and he said that I need to tell you that David is both dead and buried that means the utterance is not speaking about David as they suppose are you getting the point now? And if it is not speaking about David, it means that David spoke as a prophet. So he said, David being a prophet spake of the resurrection of the Christ. Are you getting what he's saying? Now he said that that same Christ has resurrected and is now both what? The Lord and what? The Christ. And the proof of the fact that is now the Lord and the Christ is the Holy Spirit that you are now being seen what? Shed forth. It means that the outpouring of the Spirit is hanging upon a coronation service that took place in the heavens. So once Jesus sat on the office of the Christ, the Holy Spirit was poured forth. So once we saw the Holy Spirit pour forth, I, that office has become functional. Huh? And it is from because of the functionality of that office that a body came. Because the body of Christ is the vessel that and Jesus inhabits from his office. <laughs> it's a simple thing. Jesus inhabits a vessel from his office. That means he, it wouldn't have been possible for him to invest himself 
into that vessel if that office was not activated. Are you getting the point? He took the death and resurrection for it and coronation for it to be activated. And the way we should know, that's what Peter was saying, that this has happened, is that the Holy Spirit will be what? Poured forth. So when we saw the Spirit poured forth, say, Aye, this is that oh, that was spoken. So that means the body of Christ was born from heaven. That's all I'm trying to say. That the body of Christ was what? And the church is the body of Christ. Born from heaven. Are you getting the point? That means that the church of Jesus Christ has its headquarters. Where? So, if the church of Jesus Christ has its headquarters in heaven, then the world has its headquarters on earth. Meanwhile, whether you are heavenly or earthly, we, we operate here. Are you getting the point? Whether it is the worldly or the heavenly or Christ system, we operate here. But the difference now is from where, where are you living from? Hmm? And actually what it means to be a competent witness of the kingdom of God is for you to stay in this present world and live from heaven. You are in this world but you are living from heaven. They offer you bribe. You don't even understand bribe, self. Hmm? Those ones are even the common ones. The more soft ones is. There are some knowledge that somebody that is interested in not interfacing with the world will not expose himself to. There are people that love books. They are reading books. Any book you, see, you show them, they read. One day you, you will read satanic verses. So, and the knowledge is within you. Is within you. You are not asking the question, what is the agenda behind the knowledge? Because, are you getting the point? If the knowledge is not galvanized by God, I can assure you, you think it's good. Because the world is about a system. Walking through things that are created neutral. But as of this moment now, it has been galvanized by a ruler. Are you getting what I'm saying? Show me, show me, show me. You are not getting it. John chapter 12. We have read it. Verse 31. John chapter 12 verse 31. Are you seeing it? Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince. The word prince here is ruler. It means. That the world is what it is. Because a prince, a prince, a person galvanized it to be so. You know, I taught you people and I said that the earth as a physical entity is actually neutral but the problem is that somebody has a system that he crafted and that system is constructed in such a way that it is the vehicle of the achievement of his purpose. So what the person did is that he brought that system into the earth. So the world was not created with the earth. The world was created by God to achieve his purpose. But Satan, as a result of the fall of man, it cracked. So Satan brought in the world system into the earth. The problem with that is that 
the things in the earth that should have maintained neutrality or at the best intent of God become vehicles of the actualization of the purpose of God now yielded to the subtle manipulations of Satan. Huh? So you cannot pick a movie now and watch. Are you getting what I'm saying now? You can't pick a movie. You can't pick any song down. You can't pick any drink and drink. You can't pick any clothes and wear. You can't pick any hair and make. These things are neutral. Should I even tell you? You can't pick any car and drive. But you will not believe it. I'm telling you, it's still world system. There is a car you drive, he's is sending a message. I will come to it. I'm telling you. Somebody say, we want all of us to be rich. There is a car you drive now, he's sending a message. The message is put pressure on all the young men to do anything to be rich. That's the message he's sending. So the emphasis, how has that brought us to know God? I'm telling you. For example, if you are handsome like this, I hope you know that Satan can manipulate and use it. Yes. These are the same way if you are beautiful. It's neutral. But I hope you know that it can become subject to the system of Satan. You are not, I will go deep. You are not even getting the message. So, that attempt you are making to make yourself look sexy or look more as what is it called? Who is who we gain at the end? Seven young men has fallen that is trying to remove themselves from masturbation. I want to ask, is he from is that living from heaven? Because when we say this thing, you are thinking about fornication, you are thinking, you are missing it. It's a system, and because the system is subtle, it works through normal things. That's why that's the problem. That's why the Bible says, Love not the world, nor the things. It's a serious thing. When you come to this point, the first thing that comes to your heart before you do anything is who is motivating me? Who will gain from this? So it's not a matter of it's a, it's a, his book I'm reading. I just wore my clothes, I've been wearing it. <laughs> Why did you wear the clothes? I don't know about you, but many times I have worn clothes like this and God said, Oh, God, go and remove this thing. No more clothes. Hmm? The reason why you wore it that day is hmm. you want to slay. What is clothes? No more clothes. And I need to tell you that there are environments that you will wear the same clothes, it will not make any impact. Are you getting the point? So God will probably allow you to be wearing it. And that is why. So we will say, it doesn't matter the clothes, it doesn't matter. It matters. It matters. I'm going to go into it. It doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter. It matters. Imagine if I wear baggy now. You cannot concentrate. Even when I started wearing some of this, there is a brother. I don't want to call his name. He will leave what I'm saying and be looking at my shoe. He reached tomorrow, I went to my old shoe and wore my old shoe. 
Are you getting the point? Love not the world. Why do you want to be rich? Do you want to make money? If you ask an average person why he wants to make money, he cannot explain it. Some of them want to make it to make name. Some of them want to make it to live a comfortable you, All you are thinking about is a washing machine, comfortable life, everything. Even a hang on a water bed, a good woman. Love not! But I'm not going to answer me now. You see, my teaching. It, it, we have brought it down and some people don't like it. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Because that you are not with me. That thing can make you to go to ungodly extent to satisfy that desire. You can go to an ungodly extent to put a new head. You can degrade your faith. Make rubbish your progress. No, I will be hungry. I will not. I will not beg. It's better I die than not defend my faith. What I have is more precious than gold. See, and I speak to you, I'm not hungry. And I'm not poor. But I'm detached from whatever I have. If I wake up tomorrow, I don't have any, I will forget as if, I'll be living as if I did not even when I had my car, the first, the first Jeep, when I had it, many times I forgot I have car, entered bike. I forget, I forget. I forget I have car. You will not forget. Me, I know you. Hey! This is my man. Hey! Car, car. He loves car. I have confirmed. We were driving. The guy was driving. He entered into the car. I don't understand how he did it. He saw. He saw. Eruak. Your own is not. This is your Ghana master. The guy entered into the car. Entered into it. I called him David. You know, you know. <laughs> oh my God! Satan, me love not the world. Some of you think it comes when you are now rich. When you are now, you have seen the signs before you. If not, why would you take that kind of business decision? Why are you actually trying to achieve? If you sit down and ask yourself the question. That business decision that swallowed your money is because of the love of the world. If not, you would have been patient to build. You would have taken the path of righteousness. You would have taken the path of process, but you refused. You are willing to have ungodly gain now. Satan will deal with you. And the problem with Satan is that if he looks at he will make you to owe so that you will need to owe more to pay the former debt. You don't know Satan. Goodbye, world. Stay no longer with you. Goodbye, faces of sin. Stay no longer with you.